loop things up a little bit back there. Makes that post-race shower a little bit less uncomfortable. Actually, makes the post-race shower much more comfortable. But that's another that's another topic for another day. Episode 1093 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Best of-ish edition. Today's quick tip, some things to remember on race day. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode, before we get a little blast from the past best of-ish style, just want to let you know, don't really have a sponsor today per se, not even plug in one of my own products, coaching, whatever you want to call it, Uh, but just letting you know, kind of along the blast from the past theme, a little best of-ish, but some new stuff coming. Uh, If you haven't noticed, or if you haven't heard yet, uh, I've been trying to get back to being more consistent on the YouTubes. Um, I know, you know, being a podcast listener, maybe YouTube's your thing. Maybe it's not. But uh, if you're if you're so inclined to, to see some of my video nonsense, uh, check it out. Check it out. Dizruns.com slash YouTube will direct you right there. And of course, you can always just search for Dizruns. It's, it's like the Dizruns channel on YouTube, something like that. Uh, you can always find it that way. Uh, feel free to give it a subscribe. We're at, uh, I don't know, five, six weeks in a row of putting out videos um, and certainly planning to continue that. Got a, got a long list of heart rate training themed videos in mind. Uh, a couple already shot and waiting to be uh, edited and, and uploaded, um, but hoping to hoping to kind of make YouTube a thing going into the new year and continue continue it into the new year as well. So if you want to uh, check out some more nonsense. If you want some more of my nonsense in your life, we try to put the videos out every Wednesday. Um, check it out. Dizruns.com slash YouTube. Give it a subscribe. Maybe hit that share button once in a while there as well. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now let's uh, let's talk best of-ish, which if you're new around here and you don't know how these, these things work, um, we've been doing this podcast for a minute and uh, there's some episodes from the archives that, you know... I, I don't blame you for not going back to episode one and starting fresh. So sometimes there's some of these quick tips from back in the day that uh, are worth dusting off, bringing a little bit of, of life back into them. And that's what these best of-ish episodes are. Basically, the blog post, basically the show notes, whatever you want to call it for the episode, are more or less copied and pasted. Although this one updated slightly because apparently back in 2016, I didn't know how to write a good blog post. Um, so we not that I rewrote it from from scratch or anything like that but he kind of did a little bit of formatting stuff make it a little more seo friendly make it make it more friendly for the search engines um but the audio what you're listening to right now and what you will hopefully continue to listen to is uh completely completely fresh you're still using the same same blog post outline of course so it's probably going to be similar but maybe updated a little bit maybe a, a little bit of of new nuance new nuance yeah we'll go with it that works um but anyway more or less copy-pasted blog post from uh, August of 2016. Originally, the original audio, if you want to go check that out, you have to go search him way back to episode 298. Of course, you can find it on the website, disruns.com slash 298. Um, but let's talk about some some things that you might want to remember on race day. And quite frankly, some, some maybe some lessons that uh, your boy learned the hard way um, from earlier in his running career and hopefully hasn't made 
too many of these same mistakes since then. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe I'll be, uh, as we're going through this, going, yep, I still do this, even though I should have learned this lesson some six years ago based on when this episode came out. So anyway, the reason we're, we're visiting this one right now, I know it's it's fall race season for some of you. Some of you, it might be winter already, you know, New England, uh, Midwest. Apparently down here in Georgia, it's been winter this week as well. Um, but there's still some big races on the calendar for the fall. Think in New York, think in Indy, think in Philly, CIM, um, and lots of other regional favorite type of races still coming up. You know, late October into November, and you start getting into November and December, and some of the some of the South starts to jump on board race race fever. So perhaps you still have a big race on deck. If not, you'll have a big race coming up at some point. Keep this one in the back of your mind, some things to think about. Uh, but hopefully this will help at least a few of you um, with your races that are still approaching because, you know, race day is as much as I sometimes try to dismiss it as just another data point. It's just, it's just one day, you know, your race results don't define you um, any more than just a workout defines you any more than, than anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally a data point, right? But, but let's not kid ourselves. All of us, myself, probably you, if you're race motivated at all, I'll say all of us that are race motivated, we want to do well on race day, right? Like, like the work we put into it, the training we've been doing, we want to feel like we're taking a step towards our goals. Maybe it's, it's nailing the goal on race day. Maybe it's just another step towards a bigger goal that you're working towards, but one way or the other, you want to be probably successful on race day. And as such, here are some things that might be worth keeping in mind as race day approaches that will hopefully help you have a successful day as well. First and foremost, on the morning of your race, make sure you're giving yourself enough time to get to the starting line, get to your corrals, um, and be ready to go. Because the last thing you want to do is show up late to a race and, and either miss it because you showed up late, or if it's a bigger race, you know, wind up in a corral, several corrals back where now you've got more course congestion to have to, to navigate through some of those types of things. Maybe you want to make sure you give yourself enough time so that if you get halfway to the race start and you realize you forgot your shoes, you still have enough time to turn around, head back to the hotel, grab your shoes and still make it to the start line instead of, uh, you know, maybe trying to cut it a little bit too close and being like, well, Guess we're running this road race in trail shoes because that's the only option. So, you know, make sure you give yourself enough time to get through baggage security. You know, if you're, if you're bringing a vest with you that, that maybe has to be checked, a hydration pack, if you're bringing a, a, a bag to check that maybe there's, there's security that has to go through that, you know, like that, that's one of those things that maybe you don't think about, but it can cost you some time, especially if you're trying to cut it, cut it relatively close. Maybe there's a fairly decent walk from the parking lot area or wherever the, the drop-off is to the actual start line. You know, some races it's, it's well more than a mile. And so again, you know, you want to make sure you get there at enough time to like not have to stress about it, not have to start your race a mile before the start line, you know, like, like you want to get there and not be rushed. Of course, porta potty lines, you know, you want to make sure you got time to, to empty out, uh, empty out the bladder, empty out the other, um, as needed. And, and, you know, the last thing you want to do is be stuck in a porta potty line at the start of your race. So, you know, 
I, I struggle with this one because I hate being wicked early for a race. Um, but there is, there is something to be said about being there with ample time. And of course the size of the race matters, right? If you're running a race that's got a handful of hundred people, you probably can get away with cutting it pretty close. Your, your parking's probably not a long way from the start line. There's probably not a big rush of traffic to get to the starting line. Um, you know, the, there's probably ample porta potties. Hopefully there's ample porta potties. Like you can probably cut a little bit close. If you're running, if you're running a race, that has got 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 plus people there. Some of that logistical stuff will be a little bit more complicated early in the morning, especially if you're coming from out of town and you maybe don't know exactly where you're going. You're following road signs, but so is everybody else. Um, just give yourself enough time in the morning, perhaps a, a pro tip, something that I've, I've learned since this episode went out the first time, it might cost you a few more bucks, but if there's a, a race hotel, a host hotel, that's kind of right there by the starting line, I mean, it might be worth springing for, you know, you might be, you might be spending an extra 50, 60, a hundred dollars for the night before the race for the hotel, but to not have to worry about all the logistics to be able to, to walk out of the, the hotel lobby and maybe have a 50 yard walk to the corrals. Not every race has that option, of course, but if it does, I tell you what, your, your boy is cheap, but has learned that that is money well spent especially if you're just in for one night or even two nights, it's worth it to be right there at the starting line. Also to be right there at the finish line. So you can just walk back in, get your shower, whatever, maybe get a late checkout. If you're leaving right after the race, like definitely worth staying close to the race. If, if at all possible, because that definitely helps you with time management on race morning. Another thing to remember on race day, stick with what you know, which is, is a little bit counter to some of my, my advice because I'm not one of those that says that every, you know, do everything on race day that you've done in training, practice everything in training. Like I like experimenting a little bit. I like a little bit of trial and error, but within that trial and error, and maybe something that, that I don't necessarily dive into enough, parse it out enough is that I'm not making dramatic swings with my trial and error. I'm not trying things that are dramatically different. So whether you're going to stick with, with the, the tried and true of as far as outfits, as far as fueling, you know, what types of fuel, things like that, or whether you're going to color outside the lines a little bit, have a little bit of fun, live on the wild side, still stick with what you know. A great example of this would be if you are going to try some new fuel, maybe, maybe you're running your first ultra, or maybe somebody's handing something out, uh, you know, on the course, and you're like, yeah, you know what? Like, like I wouldn't mind, you know, whatever, some potato chips on race day. As some of you know, my rule, never say no to potato chips on race day. But like, I wouldn't advise that if you know that you have a really sensitive stomach, right? Or if you know that you don't like potato chips. Well, hey, maybe don't try potato chips on race day. You know, if you don't like sour things and they're handing out sour gummy worms, which I've seen that before. Well, don't, don't take them, Right. So stick with it. And that may seem really obvious. Kind of, it does seem really obvious. Um, but like, if you know you're a texture eater, don't take a gel from somebody that's handing out a gel just because they're handing it out. Like, if you know that that's probably not going to go well for you, if you know, that's probably going to cue up your gag reflex. Like I used to do that. I used to know I didn't like gels. And yet when the race was handing out gels, like, yeah, sure. I'll take one of these just in case. Well, guess what? I'm never going to take it. 
and and if I did feel like I was struggling, maybe a gel would give me a boost. It always made things worse. So these days I'm running through, and there's you know the the goo is sponsoring this this aid station, and here are all the different goos. Thanks, but no, I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather bonk than take your goo, because I know it doesn't work for me. All right, but you got potato chips? Yes, 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 yes. I will take a few potato chips. But anyway, don't if you're gonna experiment, that's cool. But don't like. Go with something crazy. Stick with, with within the bounds of like, if you know that your stomach works for these types of things, or you know that, you know, whatever, this type of shoe has worked for you in the past, you might be able to take a, take a, a shot with a new pair of shoes on race day. I've done that before as well. But again, nothing dramatically different. Same model, just a new, new pair. I'll roll the dice. Not saying you need to, but if you are going to experiment on race day, cautiously experiment. And maybe the best bet, when in doubt, stick with things that you know. Stick with things you've used before, that you've had success with in the past, because that's probably going to give you the best chance of success on the next race as well. Another thing to, to maybe try to remember to keep in mind, another lesson learned the hard way. Know what your hot spots are, especially as it relates to chafing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am fortunate. And that I don't chafe much, but where I do chafe, it's uh, it's an uncomfortable area. It's uh, between the cheeks, not the not the up top cheeks. I I am a booty chafer. If you're a booty chafer, let me know. It's good to know that, that I'm not the only one. I at least I hope I hope I'm not the only one. But if you're if you're undercarriage, your back carriage, if that's where you chafe. Guess what? That's where I chafe as well. TMI? Eh, too late. Sorry about that. Um, but all that to say, I don't I do not do the lube very often. I don't do the anti-chafe very often. But for whatever reason, you know, I can go 15, 18 miles. No, no real issues. No real chafe problems. You know, race day, pushing the pace a little bit, going 26 miles, going beyond that. There's a better chance that there's going to be some uh, backdoor chafage going on for me. So on those days, I, uh, you know, loop things up a little bit back there. Makes that post-race shower a little bit less uncomfortable. Actually, makes the post-race shower much more comfortable. But that's another that's another topic for another day. Anyway, um, you know, if you if you know that you chafe. Don't forget to chafe or don't forget to lube up, right? Um, and again, that may sound obvious, but on race day, you're thinking about different things. It's a different routine than the normal roll out of bed and and whatever you know, walk out the door or meet your friends for your long runs. So, like, make sure you've got whatever lube or spray or gel or whatever you use. Make sure you've got it. Make sure you apply it. Maybe apply it liberally, fellas. Make sure you bandage up the nipples, right? Like, if 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 you're maybe like for me. I don't have to worry too much about nipple chafe anymore because I'm wearing my pack. That holds my shirt in place enough that there's not bouncing around. No problems. But if I'm going to run a race where maybe the pack isn't allowed or I'm really trying to hammer it, so I'm not going to wear the the pack because I'm not going to drink because for whatever reason, like I've, that's the decision I've made. Well, don't forget to, uh, to band-aid up because that is an uncomfortable situation. And if you've ever seen... The dudes that are just like IDGAF and I'm going to bleed right through my shirt. Like, I don't know how you let it get that bad, but like band-aids, 
Band-Aids solve that problem. So anyway, think about your hot spots. Think about places where you chafe and make sure you lube those up so that you don't have that to, to work through three quarters of the way through your race and potentially derail what started out as a really good day could end with a, with a really uncomfortable shower after the fact. Know your hot spots. Lube them up. Lube them up. Another thing to remember on race day, don't aim for, don't expect, don't hope, don't plan for everything to go perfectly because it's not going to happen. And I can't tell you how many times I've talked to somebody, whether it's somebody I'm working with, whether it's somebody on the podcast, whether it's somebody just on social media, consult call, whatever, where like the plan was X, Y, Z, and something went went a little bit askew early in the day, early in the race, and it just blew everything up because it's because something went on perfectly an early bathroom stop that wasn't planned for uh, shoelace coming untied, whatever, something potentially more serious than that. Like, I don't know, leaving your shoes in the hotel room, like whatever it is, something's going to go a little bit off on race day. Like, I hope it's nothing major, but something's going to go a little bit awry more often than not. And if you're expecting everything to go perfect, if you're, if your race goals rely on absolute perfection from weather to your performance, to course conditions, to the actions of other runners, to acts of God and weather. And like all, if if you're relying on everything to go perfectly, you're probably going to be disappointed. If you're, if you're expecting that something's going to be a little bit funky at some point, you give yourself a better chance to roll with the punches, to adapt, to adjust, and to hopefully still stay on track to at least have a good day at the race and potentially still hit your goals. So, you know, have a plan, but don't expect that it's all going to go perfectly because it's not, it's not. And you're going to hopefully be able to adjust and save it and still have a good day. Last but not least, even though it's not because there's a bonus, but last but not least things to remember on race day, have fun, right? Even if you're, you're aiming for a big goal, something you've worked really hard for and you're, and you're really wanting to nail it and you're taking your results seriously, that's okay. Just remember, this is still fun, right? Like smile, laugh a little bit, you know, like, like if you're running, you know, whatever, a half or a full or longer or whatever, like, and there's something that, that makes you smile, smile. That's not gonna, that's not gonna impact negatively your, your performance. And in fact, it may even help your performance. You know, and if, and if you're running and things are going well, or things are going poor, especially when things are going poorly, you know, change the plan, stop for some pictures, chat up with a fellow runner, sing along, have a dance party, you know, whatever, 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 however the the day plays out, prioritize having fun, prioritize trying to keep a smile on your face. Look for a way to give a kid a high five. That's, that's spectating tap, tap the sign for power, you know, whatever it is. Have fun out there. Remember, you you did pay for this, right? You paid good money for it. You put in the time and the effort, and and yes, you might have your goals, and you're trying to achieve a certain time goal, but still have fun either way. Because one way or the other, and I hate to say it this way, but it's true, whether you hit your time goal or not, the day after your race, life is going to be the same. Right? Like, like maybe you're a, a Boston qualifier. Maybe you ran your first half marathon. Maybe you, um, you know, achieved, uh, broke some, some time, uh, you know, broke the four hour mark in the marathon, whatever it is, whatever those big goals are. And they're, they're huge. You're, you're a half marathon or you're a marathon or you're a Boston qualifier. You're a sub four hour run, like whatever. 
But like the ne- the, the next day when you go back to work, like you're still going back to work. You know, the next day when the, when, when the, the baby's diaper needs to be changed, you're still mom or dad changing a, a shitty diaper, right? Like, like make sure you're having fun out there. Hopefully you have a, a good day, which makes it easier to have fun. But even if you don't have fun out there, all right, last but not least, and this isn't, this isn't a reminder as in a, this is a suggestion. This is something I, I would encourage you to do. In my opinion, in my view, this is mandatory. Mandatory or woman Tory. It's Tory. One way or the other, it's Tory. Thank the volunteers. Thank the volunteers. I don't care if you're having a good day or a bad day. I don't care if you're on pace to crush your goal or you, you're blown up and you're staggering to the finish. I don't care if it's a bib pickup at the post-race, you know, you know, feeding trough or whatever, you, the, the buffet line, whatever it is. If there's a volunteer, thank them. Thank them. Because if, if there weren't volunteers, there wouldn't be races, period. Doesn't matter if it's the local, you know, church 5K fundraiser, if it's the New York City Marathon, if it's whatever, any race, any distance, any scope, any, um, you know, level of notoriety of the race or not, they rely on volunteers. If there's not volunteers, we don't have races to run. And if you blow through a, an aid station, grab a cup of water and can't mutter the words, thank you to the person handing you the water, you're a dick, period. I said what I said, and I mean it 100%. Thank the volunteers. Most of us are good at this. A few of us need some lessons. Thank the volunteers. And don't just thank them with your words either. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. Yes, there's volunteers at the, at the aid stations who are, who are giving of their time to clean up our, our water cups that we throw on the ground, right? But if, you're, if you finish your, your sip of water and you're 15 feet from a trash can that's set up there to take the water cups when you finish with them, and you just throw your cup on the ground, if you can't be bothered to carry your water cup four more strides and at least make an attempt at throwing it in the trash can, I'm not saying that you need to stop. I'm not saying if you toss it and you miss that you need to stop and go back. But give it the old college try to get your daggum water cup into the trash bin. Yeah, I get a little worked up about this. Admittedly, you've already figured that out. But like, do do the right thing. Like, it's, it really is that simple. Say thank you. If you're blowing through a water station and you don't want any water, maybe you're carrying your hydration with you anyway. No thanks, y'all. I'm good, but thank you for being out here. It ain't hard. And it's not going to take too much energy to prevent you from finishing your race strong. Thank the volunteers. Try to make their lives easier by at least making an attempt at throwing your trash can or your your water cup in the trash can. Or, you know, sometimes beyond the last trash can, there's somebody who's kind of raked a pile of, of cups. Well, drop your cup there. Instead of like carrying it 20 yards farther and then dropping it so the poor person who's, who does it isn't going to complain. But you're just being a dick by taking it farther down and then making them bring it back. Right? Like, come on, y'all. Whew.
worked up. If you can't thank a volunteer with your words and your actions on race day, do me a favor. Don't show up at a race, ever. Until you, you can express a little gratitude. And if you got a problem with that, unsubscribe from the podcast. Don't subscribe to the, new, to the YouTube channel. Unsubscribe to the newsletters. I ain't got to, If you don't have time to be nice to a volunteer on race day, I don't have time for you in my, in my world. So get on out. Get on out. And on that note, whew, boy, I didn't mean to get that worked up, but I got, I got fiery, a little salty. I kind of like it, kind of like it. Sometimes, sometimes fiery diz is a good diz. Maybe this, was, maybe this is one of those cases. Anyway, y'all, if you got races coming up, have a great race. I hope you have a great race. Some things to, to keep in mind. Give yourself enough time on race day morning. Stick more or less with what you know. Especially if you know what you know works. If what you know doesn't work, maybe try something new. But if what you know works, try to stick with it on race day. Speaking of sticking with what you know, if you know you have a hot spot somewhere, maybe behind the cheeks or between the cheeks, lube up, lube up. Don't aim for a perfection on race day because it ain't going to happen. Something's going to go a little bit sideways. And if you're expecting or hoping for perfection and something goes sideways, it's going to derail you. Last but not least, well, second to last, but not quite least, have fun. But most importantly of all, thank the volunteers or don't show up. What do you think? You want to argue with me about the volunteer situation? You better, don't even, don't even waste your time because I'm going to bury you. But if you want to bring it, bring it. Um, if you want to tell me that, that, yeah, you're right. Or if you want to tell me that you, you booty chafe as well or anything else related to today's episode, lessons you've learned the hard way. At Diz Runs on Twitter, at Diz Runs on Instagram. Feel free to uh, shoot me a message, slide into the DMs, tag me in a post. Always love to hear from y'all. Uh, you can also shoot me an email, of course, DizRuns at gmail.com. And you can also, also head back to the more or less copy-pasted show notes, blog post, recycled from 2016. DizRuns.com slash 1093. DizRuns.com slash 1093. I'll get you back to the show notes for today. Links, a couple of memes, a gif or two. And, of course, there's that comment section down there at the bottom of the page. Type away your feedback to your heart's content. And, again, if you want to try to argue with me that you don't need to thank the, the volunteers, phew. no, no, you're wrong. Anyway, that's it for today. Got a friend that's racing coming up soon, maybe a big goal race in mind for him. Hey, hit that share button. Send this one along to him. Say, hey, a couple things you might want to remember on race day. Hopefully, it will help them. And uh, it's always helpful when you hit that share button. I appreciate it. Uh, speaking of hitting buttons, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. As long as you're a volunteer thanker, that is. If you're a, if you're a volunteer holier than thou, don't even go look at my YouTube channel. I don't want you there. But if you're, if you're cool, if you're one of the many, the majority, the vast majority of runners that thank volunteers, feel free to check out the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button over there. Dizruns.com slash YouTube is the link. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Getting, getting to that 30-minute territory again. Whew. Long-winded. Got fiery about the volunteer situation. But y'all, volunteers, it's what makes racing possible. So make sure you thank them every opportunity. Until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thank you for volunteering to listen to this nonsense that comes out of my mouth every every couple times a week. And uh, y'all take care of yourselves, all right? See you. <laughs>